0: welcome to Currents, your leading global voice of maternal feminism. As maternal feminists, we are inviting you to join us, using our voices in the public square for the things that deeply matter—our faith, our families, and our maternal identities. The Currents podcast aims to gather women who are deliberate thinkers, and women who are prepared to engage as powerful forces for good in our homes, our communities, and our world. Welcome
1: back to this week's episode of Currents. I'm Kim Landine here with Carolina Allen to discuss this month's tenants. Carol, go ahead and introduce it and let's, let's talk about it a little bit.
2: Sure. So this month um, of November, we are going to be talking about the model of powerful impact internationally amongst all of our Big Ocean Women members and leaders all over the world. And the reason why it's so important, we'll get into here in a bit, but I wanted to explain what this is what is the model of powerful impact so it's the idea that we can make the greatest impact when we prioritize and allow for this natural flow of energy to to do its thing essentially and so we have outlined like three very key ways that we can do that and so in like next week's episode we'll be talking about one of those Layers of the impact, and then so on and so forth. But the very first one, the greatest and deepest, most profound kind of impact we can make is when we are filled, when we are impacted ourselves by the source of all um, energy itself, which is God. So it's the idea that when we can reach out to God or allow God to influence us, that that creates the very impetus for all other ways that we can impact so we're going to talk about like the greatest way we can impact is generationally that it doesn't just end in this like material world but it actually travels throughout time and so we will talk about that this is a really cool concept and it, it's really it's it's something that's really profound but that it's so applicable to the everyday that when I try to really live my life in this way, I can see the impact that I have very clearly. It's immediate. But yeah, it, it's the idea that if we can appeal to our higher source and that source being a source of infinite abundance and that when we can appeal to that and have that influence us first, then all other layers of impact are profoundly changed and for the better. And so, yeah, that's the idea. I
1: love that. One of the things that I, some of my criteria for understanding truth, is that truth has to supersede time, space, and tradition for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is one of the the powerful of mo, the model. Of powerful impact is one of those truths that supersede time, space, tradition. You see it across indigenous. You see it in, our indigenous cultures. You see it in developed nations. You see it in developing nations. You see it in prehistoric like just historic times and you see it in new age times like this is truth is truth is truth and this idea that it starts with the individual and this and the individual has to be centered is a truth that that does that and um, right. there's a billion different quotes that we can bring up the first one being from Mahatma Gandhi like you've got to be the change you want to see in the world and but it supersedes that it supersedes it to a fact that it's not just The individual and the power of the individual, which is clearly important, but it's the ability of the divine source to work within humanity on an individual level that then impacts the greater community, whether it be within the home, whether that just be within an interpersonal relationship, whether that's in the home, whether it's in a small community, a large community, you know, nations in the world, like that is how it starts. That pebble that drops into the water and the rippling effects of
2: it. Right. We have like a little parable, I guess, to explain this. Um, And it comes from, it's just a little story that I made up in my head one day to explain this to my child because I want my children to learn this. So it's the idea that, okay, so there's this grandmother and a granddaughter and they're talking as they always do and over by this little pond near their house. And the grandmother asked the granddaughter, what is the greatest way to create motion in this pond? It's so still and stagnant. How, how could we create motion? How can, how can we create some waves of change on the surface of this pond? And the granddaughter um, says, well, I know, I'll grab this rock and I'll throw it in the middle of the pond. And the grandmother says, okay, do it. And so she does. And she did create some change on the surface of the pond, but it didn't last very long and it wasn't, didn't cover the entire surface of the pond. It, You know, there was a big plunk and, you know, a few ripples rippled out. And then they got smaller and smaller and smaller in time. And so that stumped the granddaughter. And so every day they would return to this little pond and the grandmother would challenge her again. And so every day she would, she thought in her mind, well, if I just keep getting bigger and bigger rocks and I can just hurl them out into the middle of the pond. And the wise grandmother waited one day and she said, okay, let's go out to the pond. I have something that I want to show you. And it was a very muggy day and they could sense that there was a storm coming. And so as you can imagine, the grandmother sat back and and she said, okay, now watch the surface of the pond. Let's see if it's really big, heavy rocks hurled into the middle of the pond that really create this motion and this change on the surface of the water, or if it's something else. And sure enough, as those small little sprinkling You know, raindrops started to fall, even though they were tiny little raindrops. Sure enough, the entire surface of the pond was in motion and you had ripples upon ripples, you know, intersecting and the entire pond was covered in motion. And the idea is that true inspiration comes from heaven. Okay. That true power comes from above. It comes from deity. It comes from a divine source. And and that we are this drop Okay, we are divine. And when we um, fall into the surface of the water, that first drop is the deepest. That's who we are. And then there's this initial there's this energy flow that ripples out and that first ripple are the people that we come in contact with every single day, which are our family members. And then you have your neighborhood and then you have your community and then you have, you know, all sorts of other ripples come out that way. But the deepest impact is first felt in the home. And this is, you know, something that we talk about all the time. At the all the time. All right? the time. It's first felt in the home. And so when we can. And most importantly, felt in the home.
1: Like it right. doesn't matter much influence you do on Capitol Hill or in the halls of the United Nations or at a nonprofit organization level. Like if the home is suffering that that is the absolute and should be the absolute focus is to bring into peace and accordance that home focusing on the home and the value of the home
2: and when you're when your family knows that you're prioritizing them you have this inner confidence that that things are things are in order even though they're imperfect because there's a mom you never feel like things are really in order but right now here i am sitting for this yeah <laughs> Never we're is. talking and I'm in, in a library because my internet was horrible and my kids were too loud. And so we all came over here and, you know, it's just like I left a big pile of dirty dishes and laundry that I'll get to eventually. Like things don't have to be perfect to be oh, awesome. But when you prioritize that first impact that you have, everything else ripples out in a very orderly way that this energy flow is, is productive. And that's right. where the influence comes from. Well, absolutely. So. I, uh, as we were kind of discussing
1: some of the different ways that we could focus on this topic and address this topic, I think it's, once again, truth is truth. Like this resonates with people. You see this all the time. You see different examples of this all the time through space, time, and tradition. And somehow, and maybe I'm just unique, but somehow it's still hard for me to grasp. Like, why is it so hard to grasp that as an individual, I have to be centered? in order to impact people. And my greatest impact truly is in the home. My husband and I often have conversations about the macro versus micro level of of impact. And while I very much acknowledge that both are important, I'm once again going to vocally say and publicly say, like, it doesn't matter what happens on the macro level if the micro is ignored. And when the micro is taken care of, Carol, like you're talking about, about that home, there when you as a person are centered and your home environment is is in order and not perfect like let's be clear mm-hmm. not perfect but it's being nurtured and is and it is in a growth state you then have cheerleaders to do everything else you have people mm-hmm. supporting you. you have you have that power that energy that just ripples out into into the greater environment
2: well let's even look at that like you know like in in space and time like you said Generationally, what happens when your little daughters know that that they are your everything and and that it's it's shown in word and deed and they feel secure in that is an entire generation that can move forward in that same ripple effect, carrying on your legacy. And so you get to live forever through your progeny that can carry that on. That is space and time that is influence. It was- how often do we look at our ancestors, you know, and the things that they've done before? They didn't have to be perfect, but we can improve upon the good that they gave us, right? And by so doing, we're honoring their their lives and we're projecting forward their legacy. And I think that that's very powerful. And it, in a world where we have, where technology just can can bypass a lot and boom, we can quote unquote, feel like we're impacting at the global level, let's say United Nations or being part of some kind, let's say I'm an influencer and I've got billion, you know, millions of followers. It can, it can very quickly, it can kind of deceive us of this natural flow we, if we're not careful, right? Because we can think, well, no, I'm making such a, such a big impact that maybe it's, it's, it's a sacrifice that has to happen or, or something of that nature. But um, I think that, I think that that's just like, as far as efficiency, that's the, the same level as of a kid picking up a big old rock and hurling it into the pond, right? As opposed to influencing and letting that time, just waiting for that thunderstorm to come, waiting for that to happen where it really, it doesn't become about you. It becomes like, what can we all do together in our own sphere of influence, right? And so it's kind of a more humble approach, in my opinion. I feel like it's, it's an approach that relies not on the arm of flesh, but on the arm of, of God that allows timing and, and certain things to develop and the climate to work. And if we're working within the sphere of influence in a dedicated way, the impact is going to be felt. It may take a little longer, but when it does, wow, how things change. The entire surface of the pond is in motion, Right
1: instantaneously with very little effort. Right. We naturally allow that. It's just that natural cycle of life. Like that's it's so powerful. If you ever sat in a grove of trees or sat by the ocean, you realize just how powerless you are in a lot of situations. Like you're, you're nothing. You are nothing. And I think that all the time when I'm walking on the beach, I am absolutely nothing compared to this massive ocean, yet somehow I'm also extremely important and have the ability to impact it. Right. Both for positive and negative. Yeah. One of the things we really want to focus on on this week's episode is our involvement with the divine source and how that leads to us feeling empowered.
2: Right.
1: We'll go into how we can influence at a community level and international level because once again, those things are important. And at the home level, we're going to- at the home level. Mm-hmm. Yeah so that individual, the home, the community, and then national internationally. Those things are important. It is important that people stand up. It is important that, that people that are centered are standing up, people that are centered in faith in family and motherhood. And we do have influences on that level, like that. We're not downplaying that. Um, but we also want to refocus on the fact that whether you're sitting in the halls of the United Nations, like many of our membership has, or if you are in the home teaching, uh, those are just as important. And I would say, the reason we do stuff at the United Nations is to support the most important work, which is at the home, right? But as an individual, I know I've struggled at times being in a space where I feel empowered. It's easy to say, you know, be empowered, go be your best self, be a great mom, live in the home, be okay without perfection. But like, that's hard. That's hard to achieve, at least for me. And I think that that's a common human frailty. So, Carol, how do you, since we're talking about a relationship with the divine as a source of empowerment in what ways or what examples do you have or stories do you have that can kind of lead some of our listeners to understand this concept a little bit better
2: well i think it's where we draw our own internal strength and resilience and so the beautiful thing about the divine source whatever you call it whatever name you give it um it's always wanting to give. It's, today I had a, a botany class with my kids and we are talking about the life cycle of a plant. And the plant's entire focus is to go to seed. And that means that the plant's entire focus is to live its life in such a way so that it can move itself forward into the future through its progeny, through its seed. And I think about that for a second, that everything in the universe was created to help me grow and eventually to nurture my seed, to nurture my children. And the God of the universe also created this earth, and I believe also created me. And so by that logic, God wants to give me all within his power to allow me to succeed. And so even if I'm in a moment of drought or a moment of distance from God, God still loves me and wants me to succeed. And I wish that that's something that we could just drill into our minds because because of our mortal, you know, imperfections, sometimes we don't feel worthy of that kind of abundance. Maybe we've never felt it. Maybe drought is all we know. But I want to just share, you know, that that's not true that we come from a God that wants us to grow and develop and wants to give us all of the tools that we need if we but ask. And so I think that asking for help, asking to feel God's presence, asking to feel loved by God will fill us with so much energy, with so much power that we don't even know what our potential really is. So I think asking is the first step.
1: I think even at times being willing. So for, we haven't had conversations for the last couple months. My daughter ended up in the hospital on some really weird medical situations. At the very beginning of the situation, I remember she was medevaced out of Southeast Alaska where we live. And so it was a two-hour flight up to Providence Hospital in Anchorage, which was the closest hospital that we could get. So she had a medevac team in the air. Her airway was closing off. There was this massive infection closing up all of her, like swelling her face, closing her airways. No one knew what was going on. The first assumption is that it was a virus that was attacking the mucous membrane of her throat and that there would be some some lifelong consequences of this virus. And I remember waking up about three. this happened about, we flew through the night for a couple hours, landed in Anchorage, got into the hospital a little And I woke up about five o'clock in the morning, just as the sun, as I noticed the sun coming up. And I looked over at my daughter, and she was completely strapped to all these machines. And the only prognosis we had was that this was going to be a lifelong complication. And I remember feeling so utterly hopeless. Like there was not a damn thing I could do as a mother besides sit here and lay with her. And I knew that as I looked at her and I felt my anxiety building and I felt the fear building and I felt all of these different emotions none of which were positive, none of which were empowering. I knew that she was in a position that was extremely vulnerable and I had to center myself in order to be there with her. And so she was asleep and I decided to go for a run because, you know, what else do you do besides try to escape the pain by inflicting physical pain of running and pushing your body and reminding yourself that, like, this is still a good thing. Life is still good. I need those endorphins. And Providence Hospital was, is a Christian hospital. And so as I came back from my run, about halfway through my run, I just realized like I just couldn't just started bawling and was walking back and I had my music just on shuffle. And there was a song that started playing called Gracefully Broken that became the anthem for the next couple of months while we figured out this medical situation. And as I as the song came on, I turned the corner of Providence Hospital and there was a picture or there was a, a Christus statue sitting right in front. So Christ with his hands spread across, and I was reminded that like life can be hard, and I'm a Christian. I believe that God is an apparently figure that cares about us, just as Carolina expressed. But I also feel like one of the ways that God connects with us is through Jesus Christ or through a Savior that was able to experience mortality and suffered for those those the, I wouldn't even say just the sins, like the sins are often focused on in a Christian way, but it, the struggles of life. I think we're mm-hmm. also encompassed in that. And the very first the lyrics of the of this song start, God will break you to position you. He will break you to promote you. And he will put you, and break you to put you in your right place. But when he breaks you, he doesn't hurt you. He doesn't. When he breaks you, he doesn't destroy you. He does it with grace. And then it goes through this monologue of asking if you've ever been gracefully broken and how amazing of an experience that is. And so as you talked about, like, not being perfect, as you talked about growth and empowerment, like, that doesn't always feel perfect. Mm-hmm. At times in life, that can feel like you were absolutely, absolutely broken. But there is a power with the divine source that holds you in that brokenness. And I felt that month after month of sitting with my daughter in and out of hospitals and in and out of medevac situations. And we ended up down at Seattle Children's. And it's, it's a, honestly, it's a really funny story what ended up happening. Like it, it was just a really fluke medical thing where she had an infection. Anyways, like just really fluky thing that ended up being really funny. But it definitely looking back on it, like extremely heartbreaking at times, like there was still a lot of pain that was involved. There was still a lot of a lot of growth that had to happen both personally and in the relationship with me and my daughter to really be able to handle these situations that I now look at and I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I had to be in a position like I was not strong enough in those moments like I, I when I walked out of the hospital room to go on that run the power I walked back into that hospital room was not my own and the power that carried me through the next couple months was not my own I as a person grew in that experience I and a person I as a person influenced my family in that experience mm-hmm. I was there for my daughter I supported my daughter and there was some strength of my own that, that grew in that that process but I think as as big ocean women like we are women of faith and that needs to be more than just a statement. That needs to be more than just a tenant that's on our walls. That needs to be the very core of who we are if we are going to survive as mothers and as women in 2023 because God knows this world is not a place that is easy as a woman or as a a person that values family. Mm
2: -hmm. We're seeing
1: massive amount of casualties happening across the globe right now. Stories upon stories of Children being killed, of hospitals being bombed, of our own children and sexual abuse situations that are happening both in developed and undeveloped nations. Like this world can be a very difficult place to live. And it can be a difficult place to want to be empowered within. But it's in that relationship with the divine. And I'm going to clarify like we are women of faith, not all of us are Christian. And I don't think God only answers Christian prayers. I think God will answer whatever divine source, however you name that, however you connect with it. It is there to support you. I know people that go into nature and that is how they are filled. I know other people that call this source Allah, other people that call it God, whatever it may be, other people that, like myself, proclaim it as a Christian faith, other people that are agnostic and have no idea what it is, but somehow feel the power of it.
2: The big thing I think that we need to recognize, like in the world today that I see that could change everything, is if women step into this power, and because of who we are, we know the price of life. We know intimately how sacred it is. And we would move mountains to preserve peace on earth for all of our children. And I think that as we step into this power, that that is what we should be speaking is, you know, the sanctity of life and peace, peace for all of our children, all of our children. And this is, this can be massive unifying factor in our world today is if we linked arms with one another and we defended life together. Like how incredible would that be? with God on our side, that we were peace builders, right? I think, I think that it would be really powerful.
1: There's plenty of examples of people that are willing to step into hard situations, even when they don't feel like they're worthy of it. You don't need to feel worthy of your calling. In fact, it's often those that feel least worthy that are the most powerful in the way they interact. Like there's been a lot of people we've connected on the international level that show up with very little, like with With the money that they had and the clothes on their back, and they just want to interact in a place to create peace, and they are offering everything they have, and it may look like the widow's might is a Christian reference, or just like they've given everything and they don't look like they're necessarily playing the part, but those are the people that matter. Those are the people that are creating true influence. The most powerful people are the people that sacrifice all, that feel like maybe they shouldn't be sitting in these positions yet choose to engage over and over again. And that is done whether you're in the halls of the UN or as a mom when you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I don't feel like I can do it today, yet you wipe your tears away and you go back and you be the best mom you can be that day. And you get back up the next morning and you do it again and again and again.
2: I'd love to share this with every mom that is in the real trenches, especially the little ones, because you don't ever get a break. Those moments are what build your spirit out of iron. Yep. They build you up. And I just want to say, don't give up. You know, we do it for our children, but that is the spiritual umbilical cord that can never be broken. It's when we're up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. with the throw a child throwing up and nursing and this and that and those that That is the building of a fortress that can never be taken from us, ever, 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 ever. It's the tether. It's the tether of this generations, that sacrifice. And anything in the world that's telling you that that's not worthwhile, the opposite. Turn your back on that message because that sacrifice for family, that sacrifice for children, is everything? Don't let anybody dissuade you from that. Don't let anybody distract you from that. That's what's creating, you know, a spirit that is just powerful. Absolutely. Don't let anybody dissuade you from that. We can only do it with God. That's all I got to say. It's the only way I can do it. And you do. You get to a point,
1: and I I say that like my story started me feeling extremely powerless and walking in back into that hospital room in power because of my experience that I had with the divine source but I gained strength through it as I will expect every person that goes through hard things like I want I help my daughters do things right now that they will be capable of doing in five years by themselves and I expect in five years I will be helping them do things that they are still not capable of that they will gain capability with as they continue practicing and that's how I see the divine source working they the divine source will be there it will support you it will be there with you to the capacity that you need it with the intent of also helping you grow and develop like any good parent would desire or want. And so it's not a weakness to rely on a divine source. I know some people say like, oh, you're just not strong enough to do it, but damn right I'm not strong enough to do it by myself. Like, and proudly so. Like, I'm okay with some support here and there and I'm okay with growing in that process, as I hope many people are. And whether that's a divine source that you need at the time or reaching out to your local waves, Like we have a network of women that are there supporting each other because life is just hard at times. Sometimes you just need that break. And as a mom, that's where having that social structure, that's part of what Big Ocean does is being able to provide not only some of these conversations where women, you're worth it, the divine source is there, but guess what? We've also got your back as an organization and as WAVES. We've got your back. We're here for you. So if you if this resonates with you, if you are not part of a wave, if you are interested in being part of a wave, we've got a great director. Please reach out. You can find our information online at bigoceanwomen.org and or Facebook, because that's we really are here is like a philosophical for sure on the big ocean, but it's more than just the philosophical organization. It's a community. We're in the yeah. trenches with you. Yeah. Very much
2: are in the trenches. I think Kim and I speak from just every fiber of our beings that when we can align ourselves with this natural flow of energy, with the impact we have, it may take a little while for us to recognize the impact, but it transcends space and time. I mean, there's Absolutely. no greater influence you can have than generational Absolutely. impact. Yeah. So powerful stuff. Powerful slap. And we're excited to jump into it. Like
1: it does start from within, but as you gain power and as you gain influence, that circle does grow. Um and so we're excited to to talk about it in the home. We're excited to talk about it in the community and at large on international level. So continue joining us. If you have any questions, please reach out. We would love to get you involved in a local wave. We also do virtual waves for those that are not near a in-person wave that we'd love for you to join as well. So Thank you for joining us this week, Carol. Thanks for jumping back on. This has been awesome as always. I always feel so empowered walking away from these conversations and more engaged to, or more desire to engage in my home and my family. So thank you. Awesome. We will see you next week.
0: You have been listening to Currents, a podcast by Big Ocean Women. You can find us on the internet at bigoceanwomen.org, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We are each one powerful drop in a big ocean of change. Join us in one of our local chapters, Waves, or Women Achieving Vast Empowerment. Our music is First Rain by Ian Post. Editing and production is by Fifth East Productions. Please join us again next week for in-depth discussion about interesting ideas and about people who are trying to make a difference in their communities.